right, good afternoon. We'll go ahead and get started with our first NTT IndyCar Series media availability for the day. We'd like to welcome to the podium drivers from Ed Carpenter Racing on my far right, Spencer Piggott, and next to him, Ed Jones. Welcome, gentlemen. Start out talking a little bit, uh, maybe with the first practice session this morning. Uh, Spencer, I believe you were 17th on the timesheet. Time Talk us through your session, how things went. Um, yeah, well, first off, it's, it's great to be back in Long Beach. It's a place that I really enjoy driving. Um, I think pretty much everyone feels the same way. Um, but yeah, this morning was, was okay, I think. You know, we made a, a few changes throughout the session. We have a pretty good idea of where we need to, to get better and, and how we're going to do that. So, um, you know, obviously not super high up there, but we, you know, not really concerned too much yet. We're all pretty confident in the team that we can... Uh, make the changes we need to make for, for this afternoon and, and be a lot higher up. Yeah. Ed, same question for you. You were, you were 23rd, so I'm sure you want to do better yeah. than that. If you can go through your session. Yeah, I think last time I was in this room, I just finished third. So uh, being down there and last probably isn't the, the nicest way to be back. But, um, you know, it's kind of been the same story all season so far. We're trying to fix the issue I've with the car. And, um, you know, it's been the same problem everywhere. And to fix that, we're just compromising other places as well. So um, it's very tough, but, um, you know, keep working, try and find a solution. And it's my, one of my favorite tracks. So um, I'm sure once we work things out and as long as we have a good race car, we can have a good race on Sunday. I was just going to lead into that. Your two races here previously finished third and sixth. You won the race, the Indy Lights race here in 2015 when you guys finished one, too. So what is it about this circuit that, that adapts to your style or why do you like it so much? Yeah, I think it's it's not a track that I've necessarily qualified um, my best on, but in the races, you know, I've been able to manage the cars quite well with the tire degradation and just how this race plays out. Um, you know, there's times where you can overtake and there's quite a, quite a few opportunities throughout the race, um, and we've just always been there at the end. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's one of my favourite. The atmosphere is always great here on the, when we come to Sunday, and hopefully we can qualify a bit better than, than in the past and working for another uh, top finish. And Spencer Tart said you, you finished second in the lights race here a few years ago. I believe your best IndyCar finish is eighth a couple years ago. Uh, what is it about this track that, that, that you like? Uh, well, I think it's, it's a pretty unique street course. I mean, obviously, it's, it's fairly bumpy in places, but it's got, um, you know, a lot of really tight technical sections. So it's, uh, you know, ever always changing you know the last sector is it's all kind of one long corner if you you mess up one area it definitely um, plays a big effect on the rest of the section so it, it really rewards being very precise and accurate with the car and, and having a car that can consistently work and do do different things around the lap so I think it's a, a challenge for the drivers and the engineers alike um, which to me is exciting and, and a lot of fun. One more question I'll ask for both of you, then we'll open it up for questions to the media. In general, uh, obviously the first season, the two of you are working together as teammates. How, are, how would you guys both say that season is going, and how's it going working together? Yeah, it's been great so far. Obviously, I've um, raced against Ed for a while now back in, in Indy Lights, so we, we've known each other but never worked together. Um, and, you know, I think it's been, been really good so far. You know, more often than not, we are kind of looking for the same things out of the car, which is nice to, to be able to work together. Um, in one direction and as far as the season goes it's been um, yeah a little frustrating at times you know we seem to have had some good finishes going especially the last couple weekends and then um, you know pit lane seems to be 
a big struggle for us right now, whether it's getting caught up in someone else's mess or, or kind of causing our own mess. So, um, you know, that's kind of been detrimental to our races. And, you know, hopefully from here on out, we can just have, you know, nice smooth races with no issues and, and really um, just put a nice clean string of races together. Ed? Yeah, as Spencer said, you know, we've raced together for quite a while. So, um, yeah, it's good to be racing together for a change. Um, you know, I think it's been tough so far. We good work in Spencer, but uh, I think the consistency between the two cars has, has really not been there. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit confusing in, in certain ways with setups. But, uh, you know, I'm sure as the season progresses, we'll start to figure that out and um, be able to, you know, make things work together. Okay, let's go ahead and open it up for questions. Go ahead and shut out the question, then I'm going to have to repeat it so our transcription is here as it will go far at the end there. So, okay, so, uh, so I can repeat it for the transcription. So how, how close are your setups going in, and then did you change as the session went on? Yeah, so every other race, we've kind of started exactly the same. Um, but, you know, for a few of them, it's been, you know, completely different feedback when we get after FP1. So we ha we've had to change, which has confused things a bit. So here we started slightly different, um, but still pretty close. Um, and I um, guess we'll just, you know, whatever each of us will test out different items and if one of us prefers that or needs the same setting to improve the car then we'll, we'll go like that I think. Mark Um, sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, Honda appear to have an advantage, or where might Honda have an advantage over the Chevrolets this weekend, and, and what are you guys doing to counteract that? Yeah, um, I don't know if I 100% agree with that. You know, I think if you look at the season on the whole, um, you know, Chevy's been on pole twice. Um, you know, last weekend in Barber, we, I actually had the fastest lap of the whole qualifying session. Obviously, it wasn't in round three, but... Um, you know, the pace was, was very encouraging and, and very good. So, um, you know, I think it's, you know, probably closer than it, it probably appears. You know, sometimes the, the sessions are a little heavy at the top end with one manufacturer or the other, but I think there's a lot of different reasons and, and things that go into that. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think, you know, Chevrolet's done a, a really good job over the, the winter, and we've come, um, you know, pretty much with an improvement in all areas. So, uh, you know, I think that... We've got the package we need to, to win races. Yeah. No, I think the same thing. You know, if you look at last year, I guess uh, Chevy struggled a bit more on the street courses. But if you looked at St. Pete, they seemed to be a bit stronger than Honda even. So, um, yeah, again, it was just FP1. So it's hard to tell from that. I think once we get into qualifying, that's only the first time each weekend where you really know where everyone's at. And um, I think they made uh, big strides from last year. And uh, we should be strong once it comes qualifying time. Good question. Chris? What's the question about how the different rubber is affecting yeah. getting around in the last sector? Uh, yeah, for me, I thought it was like, incredibly slippery the last couple corners you know i know that 
The drifters supposedly lay down a lot of rubber. You can see on the track, but I thought you know turn ten and eleven were were really low grip, really slick, um, really challenging. So I think that'll improve as the weekend goes on and we get some more kind of normal rubber laid down. Um, you know, I don't know if it was from the IMSA series or if it was from the drifters, but I thought that the yeah that last sector was pretty tricky. Yeah, I think every year we come here, it's similar to that. You know, you have the drifters rubber down. I don't think it was actually as bad as it's been in, in some other years. I, I remember like two years ago, there was huge chunks of rubber down. But uh, for sure, FP1 and maybe even FP2, you feel it a bit. But as the IndyCar rubber goes down and even the IMSA, IMSA one, it actually helps us out a bit in that section. Patrick? Is there a particular aspect of the car that you're working on? I mean, under braking, is it under slow corners, fast corners? Is there anything in particular you guys feel like you're chasing? Are we good to answer that? Or do you yeah, need to repeat no, we have it? a microphone. Go ahead. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think based on FP1, it's for me kind of some compliance with the car. You know, over the bumps, it's it's a lot bumpier than, than St. Pete this place. So just trying to get the car to to behave a little bit better over the bumps and not be upset quite as easily and you know whether it's a slower fast corner that, that kind of a, a universal thing that we're trying to address yeah for me it's uh, more just entry stability in all of the corners really um, that's kind of been the struggle from everywhere we've gone this year uh, well, of course once you start fixing that too much you start to compromise the slow speed so um, it's something that's been challenging for us, but um, once we sort that out, it should be a lot better. Go to Bruce, and then we'll come up to Mary. Spencer, how old were you when you left Pasadena to go to Florida? Yeah. Uh, well, I left Pasadena to go to North Carolina, but I was like one, so. So you don't really don't have much recollection of this race no, not growing quite. up? <laughs> not from when I was one, no. Yeah, but uh, just... The fact that your family, your father used to live here, the yeah, family was um, from here, how important is this no, whole it's a event really, to you? A really cool race for, for us. My my dad moved to L.A. from England in, like, 1980 or something, and, you know, this is the first race he, he ever took my mom to. So, um, you know, my dad's been to, I don't know, 20 or 30 of these races. So it's, it's cool to, to have that kind of family ties, and, you know, it's a special event for my parents, and for me, it's a race that I always was begging to go to ever since I was young. So, um, you know, to be here racing is is really neat for for me, and I know my parents are are really excited every year when we get to come back as well. Mary, um, at Barber, there were eight out of ten races now that we've had there where the pole winner has gone on to win the race. But at this race, um, out of thirty six events here with open wheel only five times has the driver that's on the pole won the race so this seems to be a very unpredictable result here and i was just wondering i might not have talked about this yet but it would seem like a two-stop race is what drivers would want to do here and at barber there was only one yellow and it seemed that some drivers were on two stops some were on three and it put everybody on the same strategy because of the length of that yellow so what do you expect to have happen in the race to on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I think Barber, I think Bourdais and I were probably the only two guys that were really trying a two-stopper. Um, I think here you'll see a lot more people doing two-stops. First of all, the I think the race is a little shorter. It's 85 laps versus 90, and, um, you know, I don't think fuel mileage is, is much of an issue. So 
Um, that's probably the preferred strategy um, because you won't need to save a lot of fuel and hopefully you save a, a pit stop. It's, it's a long pit lane here as well, so um, that's what I assume most people try to do, but you know, until we really get a good um, sense of what the Reds will do this afternoon, it's you know, hard to say um, for sure or not. And then you know, there's always people trying new things and, and trying to get creative, but uh, you know, so far, based on last year, I would assume mainly a two-stopper. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's a mixture. It depends a lot. Like you said, the yellows throw the races upside down sometimes. And it's been a bit, you know, you can never predict, like, if a race is going to be full of them or not. Like Barber, in the practice sessions, there's a lot of yellows. And then you come to a race and there's only one. In other races, there'll be no yellows in practice and loads in the race. So it's very hard to, um, you know, predict what's going to happen. I think this race is, again, one where you know there's quite a bit of opportunity there's usually one or two yellows and um you just got to be there um for those opportunities and because you said as you know some people try the two stops the three stops the guys on the three stops really have to push a lot harder to to make that worth it and then you know creates a bit more risk and i think that's where you see the races change up quite a bit last question for mark um speaking of yellows um, I know at CODA there was a big controversy with um, the yellow coming out and they closing the pits and the leaders got messed up from that. And at Barber they seemed to keep the pits open until the leaders had pitted. Have they told you guys in, in the driver's meeting that that's what they're going to do now? Or was that just a split decision that they decided to make it at Barber and that's not going to be the policy going forward? Um, from the way I understand it, it seems to be um, you know, dependent on the circumstances. Obviously, at Coda, the crash was covering pit entrance, so you know you couldn't really leave the pits open in that situation because there was a car, uh, you know, and safety crew right there at pit pit entrance. And you know, Barber was a little bit different with Graham stopped on the other side of the track, and you know, obviously, Max ended up kind of in the wall there at pit in. But I think it's you know whether or not. Race control deems it as a, a dangerous situation. If if they can keep the pits open and, until everyone gets a chance to pit, I think they will. But if it could be more dangerous than it is, uh, you know, if it's not worth the risk, then I think they'll they'll close it right away. But there's no you know set in stone. As soon as there's a yellow, they're going to automatically close the pits right away. They might you know. It's yeah. All right, with that, gentlemen, wrap it up. Thank you very much. Best of luck for the rest of the weekend.